Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Uh, okay, listen now for the click track, everybody. Uh, and away we go. This is uh, track one. Take one, yeah. One, two, three, four. Hello, my name is Sonic Architect Adam Shanahan and this is Before the Encore. Uh, this is our first episode in a series of uh, deep dives into behind the scenes in the music industry. So I'm going to be speaking with uh, producers, I'm going to be speaking with mix engineers, songwriters, people who are behind the closed doors of the music world and who are so heavily involved in the songwriting process and sometimes... Um, fall by the wayside a little bit in terms of their uh, in terms of their story and in terms of you know um, what actually happens behind the door of the studio once the red light turns on this opportunity has been afforded to me by the wonderful Dave and Craig from the No Encore podcast of which I uh, I edit and produce for them every week um, I'm very very pleased to be able to um, you know to do something uh, for them and like add a little bit of a spin of my own um, into the mix and you know really dive into some stuff and have some conversations about uh, the things that I'm really really passionate about outside the podcast so to Dave and Craig I just want to say thank you very very much for letting me uh, letting me take the reins and run with this uh, idea and this concept and I hope that um, it's as interesting to listen to for you the listener as it is for me to have these conversations with these people in the music industry if you're not familiar with the No Encore podcast, the No Encore podcast is a weekly music podcast where Dave Hanready and Craig Fitzpatrick have a top five shootout with a different team each week, an album review and your weekly roundup of music news. So make sure to hit subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts in order to get the episodes straight to your feed when they come out. No Encore comes out every Friday. We have a periodical called No Popcorn, which is um, it's like a movie offshoot in which Dave discusses um, music themed movies and um some movies that tie into the music world um, very very interesting as well and the panel is always is always great there with Dave Higgins and Norma Howard involved 
without any further delay, let's dive into what today's episode is about. So today I'm speaking with Joe Hertz, who is a, a music producer from London. Um, he started off in the UK garage scene and he's crafted a sound into um, one of the most recognisable neo-soul electronica sounds that you could hear um, you hear everywhere nowadays you might have seen them in your Discover Weekly or in your daily mixes on Spotify that's where I discovered them first um, and it's been such a great journey since um, since figuring out um, who he was and really doing a deep dive into his back catalogue he's worked with amazing songwriters and amazing artists um, some that you may know might include Sam Wills and Pip Millet um, to name two of a plethora of people he's worked with across his career and uh, I have to say really 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 grateful that he took the time um, he took the time to speak to me because it's great to speak to someone who influences the work that you have done and are continuously making so I must say um, really really enjoyed the process and really really enjoyed the conversation so a couple of weeks back we sat down and we talked over Zoom and we had a really, really interesting conversation about all things music and all things behind the scenes. So without any further delay, this is Before the Encore with Joe Hertz. Tell me what's our redemption Cause you feel the world away Chasing the sun I thought we could run But everything falls down Loving the rain, loving the rain Holiday blues, turquoise tears Running the game Cloud watching, frowns dropping Stargazing and love It's like we found comets, comets Write sonnets, sign promise Yeah, I promise with love I never lied, honest, honest Where did your musical journey start? What's your first memory of music? Oof, um I mean, I've sort of grown up sort of being surrounded by it um you know I, my dad's always been like involved in like music journalism and then he was a dj and so he's always been there existing as that force um and so that it was there from an early age do you know what i mean so um yeah. like the interest was mainly like not trying to follow what you know your parents are listening to at the time so it started off somewhere totally different it was like rock and roll i was into like foo fighters and you know all of that stuff in my teens and then it just suddenly like like the dance music thing just came through like with like drum and bass and like uk garage and it sort of crept in and i was like suddenly i was just obsessed with that i remember like this is before wanting to make it or anything like that um and yeah i think i was about like 14 when i first started trying to mix um which didn't have any decks at the time i think i was using like a ipod mixer you know those ones which yeah, have literally yeah, two yeah. ipods you're trying to like press play at the same time on both <laughs> awesome mix yeah that was yeah. literally that was me man um and yeah eventually got like my hands on like, some old 1210s um and just was like obsessed with drum and bass man and mixing drum and bass that was like that's what i was doing every night and all the weekends and stuff like that spending all my money on you know red eye records and nikki black market and sort of those things like those sort of record stores um and yeah like I, that that was a time where i was just like making music to 
I was trying to educate myself and like trying to learn like how to achieve certain sounds and certain things and, and mm. failing spectacularly. Do you know what I mean? Like, but that was <laughs> yeah. that. You know, you had to just get those knockbacks to kind of keep pushing and and try and understand and try and better your your own music. Um, so I mean, that's going back, and you know that you know that's kind of where I first made the entrance into like I'm going to try and make music that. I want other people to hear and, and, and think this is really sick. Do you know what I mean? That's where that, that spark yeah. came from. Um, yeah, I think yeah. Um, I think that's kind of where I would have started too. Like mm. I was I, I was in bands growing up and like they were totally different to the stuff that I make now. Like yeah. I would do a lot of work with um, hip hop artists and R&B artists and pop music now. Whereas like back then it was, you know, strictly like americana rock you know yeah, what i mean and yeah, it was like yeah. I, I it's so it's so interesting how your own like it, i mean it's it's i guess it's cliche but like it's interesting how your own musical tastes can mm. shape what you eventually start making because i was listening to i was listening to a lot of other stuff that was like outside of the realm of what i was playing in so yeah i think uh i'd be on a very parallel path with you on that yeah yeah sure. no 100 100 percent. i think the grass is always greener like once you've been doing something yeah. for a certain amount of time you're hearing another another genre another scene doing something and you're like there's something in that it's really interesting to me i've got to sort of mm. incorporate that somehow um and i think it it sort of happened for me like that i was doing i was making drum and bass for a long time and then i just sort of it was just like just it dawned on me the amount of work and time that I would need to be putting in to achieve things like what like bands like Noisier and like mm. you know the, the guys who were at the top of the drum and bass game like you know um, you know at the, at the time it was a lot of liquid drum and bass as well like Spectrosoul Alex Perez um, you know guys were still doing like you know they're, they're just dons man like to me like their production yeah. I was always like, wow, you know, this is incredible, you know, um, like the, the, the mix and the, the detail is, is just next to none, you know? Um, so yeah, it was always like that, that mentality of that, of trying to make electronic music like that, you know, with the perfectionism, um, it was always there, man. And then, um, I actually went on to move, I, I, I worked like, I, I did music at university, like music tech wouldn't yeah. like suggest people do that though because it was about like the people that i met there and the people that you end up staying up until three in the morning making music with that's when the learning is happening you know it's yeah, not sitting yeah. in a lecture room going this mic does this this mic does this this eq does that you just don't learn like that you know you need to be like yeah. making the mistakes making bad music and eventually making good music do you know what i mean yeah i think that's like that's where i found um a lot of my learning was done as well it was like in making mistakes and yeah. in like feeling stuff out you yeah. know like, feel, like particularly with the likes of like EQs and compression and stuff like that I think that you really need to just find your own feet on you know you can, sure, man. You, you can be told theory on these things day in day out but I think like, uh, and again this is I'm a total hypocrite because like I, I never had any musical training or mm. like any kind of um you know like higher education on music yeah. or anything like that to yeah. me it was all just like the people I learned from sure um and just kind of when I figured out what they were doing mm. and how they and like what they were achieving by doing certain things it's like you just kind of start to manipulate little things to yeah bring it to you know your wavelength and stuff so um sure. yeah fully I've, I'm, I'm fully with you 
Um, I, I, I suppose one thing I, I wanted to ask, um, given that you mentioned a lot about drum and bass and, mm. you know, that you were listening to a lot of rock music, where was the transition then into like electronica and the downtempo neo soul sound? Because that's oh. what you're, you know, that's what's kind of so yeah, for sure. uh, that's what's prevalent for you in. right now. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I think I reached a point where I was like, I was trying to make you know, the hardest sort of hitting music, like with the drum and bass thing and then the dubstep thing and the ga- and that, that kind of like, that was what was going on when I was going home. I was making music on like Reason 2.5 or Reason 3 at the time. And mm. it just like, it, it all got too much, like for me, literally. And I I, I was doing some work experience. Um, um, I, I started working for a producer um, in South London, who did a lot more like X Factor sort of poppy sort of stuff. Yeah. So that was like, like I was like, I started out as like T bitch sort of working for him. Um, <laughs> and like, you know, over like sort of like two, two and a half years, I sort of worked my way up into like making more of the tracks, getting more involved, like additionally producing a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. um, and just getting more of an idea about like the pop sort of sensibilities and like kind of, um, ideologies you know what i mean and i felt like i naturally didn't really mean to do this but i started sort of gauging an idea about how to like connect with a larger group larger audience but delivering it with the stuff that i've been brought up on and and learned along the way do you know what i mean It's, it's more like packaging something together in a way that you feel like it's, it's, it's how you feel people should digest it do you know what I mean and, and it was like for me it was always like the hard hitting like the drop and like the that that feeling in a, in a drum and bass track that moment do you know what I mean it's about how to like sort of recreate that in a sense yeah. in a different way it might even be in like a really soft like soulful way but the way it hits like that yeah it's the reaction you're looking for within people you know whether it's like a chord yeah. change or like just this you know everything goes to nothing and then a lot of sound comes in and do you know what i mean like different techniques to sort of um just introduce things you know what i mean like it's something i'm still like brainstorming and learning all the time you know um yeah because you don't want to keep delivering the same thing over and over again but i think like the theory is there and and it's sort of like um like all those ideas can be um like manipulated into a fresh way you know what i mean <laughs> It's like, it, well, uh, for me, that was the, f- like, your music was the first time I was kind of introduced to that crossover of Neo mm. Soul Electronica. Mm. Um, and since then, like, I've really got, I've done a deep dive. So, like, there's be, you know, artists that I like, like 53 Thieves now, I think are yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, um, like, S.G. Lewis and mm-hmm. uh, actually discovered um, Sam Wills. Yeah. The guy who you were, you work uh, quite closely with Sam. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. On, on a couple of tracks and stuff. Yeah, there's some new stuff coming with Sam as well. Um, yeah. No, he's, he's a brilliant, brilliant songwriter. Yeah. Know, and, um, it's like, again, that was my 
I suppose baptism of fire was just <laughs> it came up on a Discover Weekly or something on Spotify <laughs> and it was just like after that it was just game over you know everything's changed <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, exactly the eyes widen and the pupils yeah. dilate you know <laughs> yeah oh man that's, that's cool that's cool I mean it's like it's a real honour obviously to be in a position where you're working with these people and you're not sure how you know what's going to happen for them over the next few years and like just to see like the growth of people like Sam like Pip, Millet, Amber Simone, like all these, all these amazing talents. Like, I mean, I I could name loads more as well. Like, they just, you know, everyone's going off and doing like amazing new shit with their own sound and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's, I I feel like blessed to have been in that position to being involved. Um, yeah. But I would say that for anyone like starting out, um, not worrying about how to get the big feature or something like that. Like work with the people you know, you know, work with the, yeah. with the people around you and like, you know, just be as transparent and honest with those people as possible because that's how the good shit happens, man. Like if you put two artists in a studio together and, you know, they've got X amount of million views each, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work. You know what I mean? It's yeah. often like if you're more comfortable with that person, then you're going to make something better. You know, even if the person's not the best singer or you're not the best producer, you're going to give each other more time to like find the pocket, the sound, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, there's like so many different ways you can work. Obviously, a lot of producers make a beat in their room, send it out to people, people come back. I'm talking about if you're in the room with someone starting from scratch. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It often will just be like, you know, the people that you're close with and like, you know, get on with and, you know, it's it's all it's obvious stuff but um yeah you know i think that's that's looking back it's been the you know the best stuff i've done have been from those kind of days you know unexpected days like i had that session with beset when we wrote that track playing for you and like we'd mm. never met before she was super quiet um but i think like between us like we we ended up having a few laughs and like it was just a really chill day and like that happened you know and that, i compare that to the other days where i've been stressing out because so and so is coming in and and this should happen and it's like it's not happened and it's quite stressful you know yeah, um, yeah. so i mean i i i definitely find that it's the people who you're comfortable with that the the workflow just kind of happens mm. you got you get you end up both kind of uh, in that flow state you know exactly um and you, I, I could say that for like a particular artist who I work with is uh, Bobby Arlo. She'd be kind of along the lines of stuff that you would make, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. Kind of more she's, R&B, the, R&B she's on your SoundCloud, uh, on your Spotify, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, she's got um, a really nice voice, man. Is she, yeah, is she from very, Dublin as well? She is from Wicklow, which is just, uh, it's kind of like just south of Dublin. But yeah, nice. she based herself in Dublin, yeah. Nice man. Um, so we've been working together for about a year now, and it just any time that we so there's myself, herself, and uh, a guy called Alex O'Keefe. He's a he's a kind of producer, songwriter, and session musician, and um, very into his neo soul vibes. Nice. So anytime we all set foot in the room, it just seems to work. Yeah, it sick. Ju- it's like that thing. It's like the cogs just turn really quickly. And yeah. I think it nurture does, it that, does, that's so important, you know, like make sure you carve time for you three just to do stuff, you know, rather than mm. cool, I've done that. I therefore need to move on to something else. Do you know what I mean? It's like, no, you need to like nurture that like yeah. little baby yeah. that's there. Do you know what I mean? Because that feeling is so important, man, honestly. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, <laughs> it's a great feeling when you come out of, I'm sure you know this more uh, as good as anyone, but like mm. it's a great feeling when you come out of a session 
even if it's a scratch track even mm. if it's just like a, a even if it's just a session bounce and you're like listening to it and it's it's hitting as hard as it should you know Dude, and it's it can, like it can be eight seconds long for me <laughs> it can make yeah. my week turn from being a shit week to like i'm on fire now do you know what I mean? i'm feeling yeah. so good you know um for yeah. sure man for sure it's amazing what it does with your emotions like as a as a producer like the sort of you know if you haven't done something for a while you start to just get a bit more like you know you're a bit more like quick tempered and like snappy and like you know but if you've got stuff you know few ideas going that you're excited by you're just like you know you're buzzing you know <laughs> if yeah, anyone relates it's, to it's that you're, you're you're in it man you're in the game You mentioned that you you do a little bit of work in songwriting too, um, yeah. with it, where the, this. I suppose the producer spectrum nowadays is so broad, and mm. uh, this is something that I kind of want to, I want to discuss because it's not a discussion I've really had among other producers necessarily before. Mm. But like now you've got like the beat makers, like the trap beat makers mm, and stuff, and mm, mm. um, you've got the producers who are the all-rounders who do the beats they do the songwriting they do the studio sessions they do everything then you've got like the hands-off people like rick rubin who just sit and yeah they provide that ear yeah. and they're they're just the kind of all-seeing eye i guess mm. where do you feel like you fall on that spectrum i'd like to think it's it's a it's a bit of like quite a few of those things like i don't consider myself like necessarily like the best lyricist like i don't really get involved with lyrics that much um but mm. in terms of like over like overseeing um things and making a decision like sometimes you know it will be a case of like just taking away like the verse the chorus like what's going on in that middle eight let's make that let's make that chord progression what's going on in the verse do you know what i mean and like really weird decisions like that like which mm -hmm. it's like who does that fall to usually but you know it's at the end of the day when like i've had a session i've had a writing session and everyone leaves and i've got like an hour on my own to like mess about with it you know then you're trying stuff out and you're like i'm actually a bit scared to send this to the guys and you know they're going to be like what the fuck have you done to the track <laughs> but bro that was stay lost like literally like i it was literally that's what happened with that track i, I just ditched mm. like the chorus the verse like i ditched the, the entire rest of the song and we had this one little chord progression that was going on in the middle eight and i was like what does it sound like if that just happens throughout the whole song so it's a weird weird producer decisions like that um but then you know obviously like m like melodically harmonically and like sound palette wise i like to be there from from the very beginning sort of bouncing either like on my own or just with, with another vocalist just to sort of find the right pocket you know um yeah but yeah i, I mean like people when i'm growing up people are trying to teach me like what a producer is and what a producer isn't and i found myself in this position i can't even answer your question do you know what i mean because mm. it's like yeah, it's so broad right it's so broad and it does change like I think the tar I always say this the target's always moving um, 
as if you know as in like what what's going to be like not 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 necessarily like that i'm chasing what's most successful but what is going to be most fulfilling to me is delivering something like fresh and i don't want to keep like regurgitating the same thing over and over again so um yeah like it's 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 just trying to stay inspired man and like trying to um keep that bird's eye view you know <laughs> yeah um, rather yeah. than getting too zoned in you know yeah um, i think for, for i think for me it's you know I, I there was a time where i was almost taking umbrage with like mm. you know people who were making beats and then calling themselves a, a producer because yeah. to, to me i was like that wasn't really what it was but like mm. now I, I i realized that that was just like i i don't know what what even that was in me that was you know feeling yeah. that way but i think ev- anyone that has that like you said the bird's eye view if you keep the bird's eye view and you have that kind of you're you're there to be the all-encompassing gel that like yeah. glues everything together yeah. you know it's it's, and it's it, so true man it's so true honestly it's like it's mad how important it is these days if you're trying to be super successful on a pop scale right how how much insight and how much knowledge you'd have to have of youtube tiktok memes everything across the board and somehow without touching on any of those things incorporate it into your music this that do you know what i mean it's like the formula needs you need to be there at the bird's eye view being able to like you're you're, you're indulging all this stuff and you're spitting out what yeah. you think is is going to be the answer do you know what i mean yeah like, yeah <laughs> in a very broad way without talking music at all like honestly um you know that's it, it just comes into it you know when you're you know you could be one of those producers like I, i'm not listening to anything else i'm just making music for myself mm. um but i think you're you know you're always you're learning from what's happened in the past and stuff like that so depending on what you want to make that information can be taken differently but it's important to take information in process it and deliver it back in a way that you think people are going to enjoy it you know um yeah so- yeah that's that's exactly it for for me i mean like what what i do is i'll always sit down with anyone who I'm in a session where or I'm in the studio where or I've just like I've met and I'm kind of discussing their demo ideas and stuff yeah and it's like they're trusting you mm. to bring their idea to life mm, so mm. it's like you're that you're that vessel that sure. you know everything kind of flows through so it's important that you know like you say you get it out there in a way that you think is gonna work for all of those things, yeah you know exactly yeah I think yeah, it, it like it, it definitely changes as well because some some people like me for example, I think people come to me for for they've started coming to me for a certain thing rather than like the sort of um, you know the Rick Rubens or you know the, the, well I mean like I think of producers who are just like very broad you know like you can put anyone in the session with that person and that person's going to make the artists shine in their own way you know rather but like people come to me for a certain sort of sound or you know they know that i've done this and the artist project has driven the interest to me as a producer then get involved with someone else's project so it's not like i just want to go and make another joe hurt song but it needs to be connected it needs to be of you know in that world and i think it obviously naturally happens like subconsciously for me i choose certain sounds and i go for certain things and it all comes back to those things i've grown up on and learned on my journey you know but everyone's different in that sense and i think yeah it's like being honest with yourself staying true to what you do i always try and say that it sounds very cliche but you know that is like 
a lifetime of realizing what that actually means you know um yeah i think like so many people get caught up in ch chasing trends and 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 not and worrying that their music's not quite this or that and it's um yeah it's a, it's an interesting one man it's really interesting <laughs> yeah i think it, it, it it's something that you could discuss for hours and hours and hours <laughs> for, sure. for sure but like um i i, I want to go back to something that we spoke just before we hit record and it was yeah. the um the whole kind of element of uh you know producers mix engineers people being on twitch now mm, um mm. I, I find personally i find this super interesting right mm. because i like you're getting an insight into your favorite artists and your favorite producers and how what their workflow is like mm. and as someone who works behind the scenes i think like the thirst for knowledge is always going to be there mm. like i think that that's something that i've noticed among people in the kind of producer mix engineer community yeah songwriting community uh, just the there's always a desire to learn yeah you know always a desire to learn so you yourself have started twitch streaming and mm. you know making music on twitch how, what was the thought process there and um how have you found the experience so far um it's been like a learning experience man it's, it's something i've wanted to do for you know a while now like definitely a couple of years like i've you know I enjoy Twitch for what it was at the beginning. Like, I, you know, I'm a big gamer as well. And like, you know, I, I love like that form of entertainment as well. But, you know, and I always thought like this is gonna be potentially huge for music, but it's it's gonna take something weird and, and madly like Corona, like really probably was that thing because I feel a lot of people have suddenly done it at the same time and it's created a space out of you know it's not like one or two people are trying to fight for it it's you know Kenny Beats was doing it before and, and like mm. it's, it's it's only him and a few guys do you know what I mean like who who sort of seem to be holding that scene down um, but just from hearing how much people are finding you know the, how helpful people are finding you know Disclosure Stream or you know um, like people coming to me saying stuff I'm saying is, is helpful and stuff like that like loads of different people um finding things helpful and you know rather than what's currently out there um i think goes to show that it's gonna it's gonna go somewhere man you know i think it's exciting i you know for me i was always conscious like i'm not the best this or that i'm a, i i can only do what i do should i stream and actually you know for a lot of people they'd be like well fucking yes i want to know more about how you do your, your stuff and for me i'm like oh okay i guess i'll do that do you know what i mean but mm. like every you know it's it's like i don't know i, I don't know how to say this like you you sort of underappreciate your own um knowledge but then other people yeah you know would really like just love to get into that a little bit because it, it doesn't exist anywhere else so mm. yeah no i think um that was the hurdle for me sort of getting over myself and, and and realizing now people would like to know what you're up to and how you how you do this and that so um you know it's been good man just having feedback and people saying it's helpful like it's all stuff that spurs someone like me to carry on doing that kind of thing you know um yeah. so yeah no I'm, I'm looking this year just to like carry on um sort of you know with the streams like breaking down songs starting things from scratch um you know I'm, I'm doing a remix competition at the moment which i mean 250 people have downloaded the stem so i don't know how many people how many remixes <laughs> is going to come back but i'm quite excited about it um yeah so yeah uh but like yeah no it's exciting it's exciting times for 
for producers getting a little bit more like limelight in that sense and a little bit more like connected yeah. to the audience as well yeah some more airtime i think is 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 great for um you know people in the in the i suppose the lane of the music industry that yeah. we're in yeah um because for so long it's like there's been like a cloak over the whole oh, yeah. thing and it's been like this big mysterious so exclusive process. yeah yeah exa- exactly and like this that to me like i started streaming myself on twitch and nice. just like doing little mix sessions and stuff yeah. um I could, I, and you wouldn't even think because like you say you underappreciate almost what you know sometimes yeah. because it's second nature yeah so like I, i'd like someone to turn around and be like oh tell me what vocal chain you're using or like mm. how do you get your vocals to sound like this and that and i'm like oh i just that's all yeah I, I, this oh, it's is the same I thing do. i've I, been doing for the last five years yeah sorry I just, yeah exactly <laughs> it's th- it, it's this and this and this <laughs> and, and like you, you know it, it, it's a compressor an eq and a deesser like yeah. you know what i mean like it's just like the, the most simple things but um you don't know what people are, you, you don't know what people are going to want to want to know themselves yeah. and like it's kind of inspiring the next generation of, of sure. people down the line because it's such a digital generation right now yeah you know? definitely um, I, so i think that twitch has been amazing for that but um one thing as well you mentioned earlier as well that you know you had the you had like an internship in a studio mm-hmm. uh, for for a producer yeah um, I'm based in Ireland, so here there's not a lot of that that yeah. happens. Yeah. Um, do you, what do, what would you do? You think that now this whole digital mentorship almost? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, no, is, the, is the it, way it forward. Is weird. I'm not saying it like it was. It was a really important experience for me. Um, looking back on it, because it gave me the opportunity to meet people like Amber and stuff like that. Like that was like it was a it was a really off. You know random situation but just being in the right place in the right time um yeah and yeah i i feel like even those places in london now are struggling you know um and and that the whole dynamic is changing people aren't don't really have assistance and um you know it's it's become a little bit more like the top one percent are sort of doing it like that um yeah but you know i think like the the growth of like the online education is balancing that out and and the ability to collaborate with people so much easier and and the transparency of it all i think yeah before like we said it's, it's it looked like quite an exclusive thing and i think um you know now I, these people who were you know people with big numbers on spotify and stuff are having to swallow their pride and, and and make themselves a little bit more transparent and come on camera and talk to people and not have this just perfect image where it's only photo shoot photos that get put out and it's only the best mastered tracks and stuff like that like people are having to show what's going on behind the scenes the behind the scenes the sort of making of a track the sort of rough around the edges stuff like that's what people want mm-hmm. um yeah definitely and i think definitely. the access that people have to that sort of stuff now is it's so it's just so interesting man um like i haven't really got a black and white answer but like it's it's sort of related to the fact that like in the past they used to be like the top 40 and now it's like the top forty thousand. like so many more people can play the game and yeah. make money and it, and mm. and it's and it's a genuine living and it's not like you're never going to make it to that stage like because it's it's just that stage is different now you know mm. um like it really is like so much so many more people now can make a living off money at the same time um 
make a living off music sorry um yeah it's just an interesting yeah. one i think it's it's so i i think that there's a, a big um what's the word there's like a bit of a disparity almost between ireland and the uk in that regard because mm. ireland ireland's so small that almost everyone knows everyone here yeah. in some way shape or form there's like a six degree of separation but yeah i feel like a lot more artists now have have moved to the uk or right. like been kind of adopted by the uk right um and that's kind of done a lot for the industry here right. how do you feel like how do you feel like the infrastructure is is working in the uk for producers right now like like yourself or like uh, me for example what i mean would, what, how would you how would you go about finding a new artist is it just that like someone would come to you or is it that you'd like listen to your spotify and, yeah like what would it- i mean in the part like literally in the past it's been sitting down with my management and throwing around all the new people that we've been finding on soundcloud like soundcloud was such a great place to mm. discover artists that were like you know just people in their bedroom wherever they were in the world just doing their thing and like that's that's what it should be i think like I don't like the idea of having to live in London to 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 be successful in you know music production. Like I'm really moving away from that. Like you know, I'm in a really like I'm in a spot right now in like a studio in West London which you know, if you ask the younger me, that's like my dream studio. I would have always wanted to achieve that, you know, but at the moment I'm like I'm just clinging on because like I'm like you know because of the whole covid thing you know it's it's like very confusing and i'm like well at the same time wouldn't i be just really happy like building a studio in the countryside or something making that the focus for the next mm. five ten years i don't know you know that i would love to be a possibility and I, you know i feel like people should be able to operate from wherever they want in the world and be creative like rather than all having to cram in the same city and stuff like that um obviously yeah. these things can change if shows happen again and um, you know, suddenly you're going to get big crowds and stuff like that. I can see that the the demand wants people to be in cities, but you know, for creative purposes, I'm, I'm like, I would, I would, I want to go to like rural Japan for six months and and write an album. Like that's that's me. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I, f- I, f- I feel I feel you 100 because like um, I went to in, in summer 2019. I took a solo trip to Greece for two weeks. Nice. And I brought I brought my I just brought my laptop and headphones and like that's all I needed. Uh, I was Dude. like bring it, I was like working on some stuff then and to this day it's still some of my favorite stuff to listen to I was again, say, you know? What do you think when you listen back to that stuff, man? Yeah, it's yeah. like you can hear you can hear it, you yeah. know? And I think like that's to me that's so important like as a listener of music as well as someone who consumes music and i mean i'm never going to consume music in the same way as i used to before i you know yeah found out what a daw was yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you know yeah. Uh, so so to have that little bit of happiness and that little color in there yeah of a totally different location is so so important and i think that like now more so than ever you've touched on it it's like you can obviously when we're able to travel again right now it's Mm, it's not a possibility unfortunately but like you know you can just up sticks and go to yeah go to go to rural japan and write that album 100 100 percent. i think i'm 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 more interested in that like this summer um i managed to get out to ibiza we we just you know escaped the uk me and my fiance and the dog and you know i just took very basic studio setup 
um, we were we were meant to go for like five weeks. We ended up extending it for two like till two months because it was just like, what is the point of coming back? And you know, d- dude, I would trade up acoustics for a view like any day. Do you know what any I mean? Day. It's, it's yeah. It doesn't, you know, you could just have really basic setup, but like being able to look at a mountain over a, a brick wall is like, you know, it's huge when it's when it comes to like making music. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would I would just like yeah encourage people just to just to be creative you know anywhere they feel like they're, they're going to be the most creative you know not necessarily in a dingy studio in london three floors underground um, um yeah i think it's it like the, the 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 terrain is changing constantly you know i think yeah. like in terms of that and like i've got a wonderful wonderful studio here in dublin as well mm. but it's i think when and I, you know i definitely think that i'm very inspired and I'm you know very creative there but at the same time I've seen what the outside world can be like for that creativity and it just Mm. pushes you in a different direction sometimes yeah and I'm sure that you can hear that view of the mountain over the brick wall in those songs you know yeah I mean I think before you're always having to mentally transport yourself to those kind of places anyway to like really you know when you're really feeling creative you're you're you're, son, you're sort of visualizing something right you're like kind of you know somewhere else um you're not in that room necessarily um so yeah no i think it's 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 sort of like playing to that and being like well why don't we you know cater to that more i mean you know this is just me saying this now like it, it this could change but um i think once you do something for a few years it's always it's, it's just healthy to switch it up man you know yeah for sure <laughs> for sure um, um i think I, I think i think i'm uh i think we've got plenty in that one but uh i just nice. want to take uh, take the time to say thank you very much for taking the time yourself no worries um, man. And, jo- and joining me here for this pure shop talk pleasure, that, Adam, man. you know i hope that uh i hope that the listeners get something out of it and um it, do you want to plug your your twitch and your socials for the guys yeah you could just follow me joe hurts music that's instagram twitter twitch all of it Thank Joe you. Hurts music. <laughs> Thank you very much, Joe, for joining me. I appreciate it. Much love, Adam, man. Stay safe. That was Joe Hertz in conversation with me, Sonic Architect Adam, um, on the Before the Encore uh, offshoot podcast of the No Encore feed. Um, as mentioned at the top of the show, the No Encore podcast comes out every Friday, contains your weekly roundup of music news, uh, album review, and a top five shootout. And also, there's amazing things in that feed, such as the track by tracks with artists like um, Nilo, an artist who's very close to my heart and a really close friend. We've got interviews with May Kay and Elaine May, We've got interviews with Denise Chela. Um, amazing stuff there's lots of content for you to dive back in through um, as well as plenty of top fives that are endlessly entertaining um, and some special guests in there too so please make sure to check out the No Encore podcast hit subscribe on your podcast feed in order to stay tuned and stay in key with everything that we're doing and we have a Patreon patreon.com slash No Encore and so many of you have already subscribed to that and it's really enabled us to keep going through the pandemic in the way that we have and maintain the audio fidelity that we have and it's really enabled the guys to 
um, have an easy process in recording and it's enabled me to have an easy edit every week so um, for any of you who are subscribed thank you so much for anyone who is yet to subscribe please consider subscribing patreon.com slash no encore we have bonus episodes now going up every month um, a new episode of before the ox chord which is the monthly roundup of what Dave and Craig have been listening to old music new music everything um that is up there now we've got the long lost episode of uh 2020 songs of the year um that's with dave uh dahi odroni and craig from um the end of 2019 um which is it was a very very infamous episode um and we're very very glad it came back we've also got the end of year um We've also got the Q&A in two parts with Craig and Dave with me on the mic, actually. Um, so if you want to check that out, please be sure to uh, subscribe to our Patreon. And um, we would really, really appreciate you parting with your cold, hard point cash that we unfortunately cannot use right now. So um, like I said, your support is much, much appreciated. And uh, like I said, there'll be more of these before the Encore episodes coming soon. I've got a couple lined up with some really, really interesting guests, uh, both domestic and international. So um, I hope you found this as interesting as I did, like I said. Um, and I'm going to leave you to go and peruse the No Encore feed. So thank you very much for tuning in. I've been Sonic Architect Adam. This has been Before the Encore. I'll be back soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.